Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. My name is Chris Alphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we are bringing you October 14th through 20th in the year 1992. Shall we start with the news? Diving in, October 14th, Britain's coal industry axes 30,000 miners. Confronting huge stockpiles and dwindling demand, the once mighty British coal industry announced Tuesday that it will close 31 pits and eliminate a staggering 30,000 jobs, which accounted for 75% of the nation's miners at that time. The sweeping cuts are expected to be felt nationwide with full force within a few months, although officials have promised to assist miners as much as possible during the transition, leave only 19 working mines in a previously powerful industry. That's something you really don't think about much anymore. British coal. It was so totally a thing like chimney sweeps and Mary Poppins and mostly Mary Poppins. Mostly just Mary Poppins. Yeah. October 15th. Oh Canada. First pennant for Toronto. The Toronto Blue Jays won bragging rights for all of Canada today by beating the Oakland Athletics. That's a team name? Sure is. And capturing the team's first American League pennant. They would go on to, you know, compete in the World Series and... Good stuff happened with that, right? Toronto thus became the first non-American-based franchise to reach the World Series. It did so in a stunning fashion, crushing the Oakland Athletics 9-2. Alright, October 16th, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, begins Operation Sky Monitor, in which NATO E3 Sentry Airborne Warning and Control System, aircraft based in Germany, Italy, Greece, and the United Kingdom, monitor the airspace of Bosnia and Herzegovina. The operation will document more than 500 violations of the military no-fly zone created by a United Nations Security Council resolution in April of 93. Also on this date, Flight Lieutenant Nikki Smith graduated from 89 course at Shawbury, England to become the Royal Air Force's first female helicopter pilot. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Also, that took till 19, 1992. Fucking England. Lastly, on this date, a massive Bob Dylan tribute concert is held at Madison Square Garden in New York. It featured John Cougar Mellencamp, Neil Young, Eric Clapton, June Carter Cash, Johnny Cash, and Tracy Chapman, amongst other performers. That's pretty cool. Let's move on to October 17th. Today, Vincent Martella was born. You probably don't know who that is, but you might know his voice. He is Phineas in Disney's Phineas and Ferb. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's a really good show. It is a pretty good kids show. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. For a kids show. Like Spongebob. Okay. Good enough. Watchable. Uh, we found an article today titled, Accused Says Crossbow Fired by Mistake. Oh, yes. A man being tried for attempted murder <laughs> testified Friday that he accidentally fired a crossbow, uh, fired an arrow from a crossbow into his former lover's head after the victim sexually assaulted him. Jesus. Uh, Jesse Solis, 24, said that Arthur Ekval, 29, was forcibly pulling him onto the bed uh, the morning of June 8th when a crossbow that he thought was defective fired. Quote, it went off accidentally when my leg hit the bed. The arrow entered the back of Ekval's head at the base of his skull, leaving a large bump on his forehead where the tip of the arrow did not break the skin. Oh, that's gnarly. Yeah, that's a little, uh... Holy shit. Yeah, that's fucked up. Woof. God. Okay, October 18th. Decision 92. Special Voter's Guide to the Presidential Election. The Running Mates. This is still the title. Some call him Al Bohr, but the senator from Tennessee has brought political and legislative instincts to the Democratic ticket. That is all we want to say about that. It was an Al Gore joke. That's it. In 92, he was plain boring. He's literally Wonder Bread personified, and he hasn't changed. Oh yeah, that that persona was already established before he was even the vice president, the one that carried through the rest of the 90s of, hello, I am Al Gore, you know? <laughs> 
This calls for a celebration. You are hearing me speak. Oh, do you remember when Animaniacs did the yes. Winnie the Pooh thing? And instead of Igor, they had Al Gore. Al Gore. That yeah. was pretty good. So this you was gotta, already established well before the election. You got to give it to Al Gore, though. For someone who only actually served as vice president, as his highest form of office, yeah. he's stuck in mainstream culture. Yeah, right? he's, he was pretty relevant for a while with an he's, inconvenient truth. He's yeah, still he still around. is. Arguably, throughout the 2000s, he was more relevant than Bill Clinton, yeah. who is only just coming back into the spotlight because, you know, the election. Oh, God. Let's jump back to the 90s, shall we? Please. October 19th. The World Series again. Flag, if not Jays, was oh, upended. I hate you're getting all the good ones. Sorry. It's okay. Well, yeah, this is baseball. This is not this it's, is not exactly my it's fine. forte. This one's a good one. Major League Baseball paid tribute to Canada before game two of the World Series tonight, but Canadians were not exactly thrilled. Their flag, our flag, was displayed upside down. Motherfuckers. Uh, when television cameras focused on the flag during the playing of the Canadian National Anthem and the maple leaf was clearly shown pointing towards the ground, the switchboard at the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium immediately lit up with calls of protest because what the fuck? Fucking Americans. Also, where do where do people where are people finding these numbers? Like, I'm just going to call up the stadium and let them know. How does that work? Like for real. Oh, that's good. I mean, I, I totally get the outrage. I'd be a little I'd be pretty cheesed if I'm, my flag was flying must, upside down. There must be just but a general inquisition. I'm mind. sitting here in in, you know niagara falls in toronto and somewhere in canada this is before the internet I where am to... i getting this number yeah i am outraged i need to call atlanta yeah i'm gonna call atlanta right now how does that work oh that's so good all right october 20th company news compact cuts prices of notebook pcs by up to 32.2 percent the compact computer corporation announced yesterday that it had cut prices of its notebook computers by as much as 32.2 percent the price reductions are the first for the company's color portables color the company also lowered the suggested list prices of some of its desktop computers by as much as 11 percent so to give you an idea of what that actually means compact cut 1900 dollars from the price of its portable 486 model 120 pricing it between $3,999 and $5,899 that's God, pretty pricey computers for used to be crazy expensive yeah and I get people yelling at me nowadays for oh $200 I want to spend less than that on a laptop you don't know what? we all you know what folks you get what you pay for I bought my MacBook Pro in 2009 and it is what we are currently recording on $1,200 well spent uh, some people will spend $200 and they get $200 worth of computer computer they get something that lasts maybe six to nine months we are now a computer podcast what happened to presidential golf yeah we'll bring it back we'll yeah get there. someone's gonna get, someone's gonna hit the link soon i hope all right one more note on the month uh sega released the model one an arcade system that popularized 3d polygon graphics neat yeah arcades are still cool oh we're gonna have they to talk are, about arcades they are still cool but first we're gonna talk about movies and music all right let's jump into the weekend box office yes let's in the number one spot ooh under siege oh Seagal. Ah, classic Seagal. that is such a well when i say good movie i mean that in the context of something starring C steven seagal yeah at number two we get last of the mohicans at three a goddamn classic a the mighty ducks oh yeah that is a, a emilio estevez the duck man Joshua himself Jackson. Oh my god, this is... I mean, it's a Mighty Ducks. What, what do we have to say about that? At number four, we've got Candyman, a horror movie starring one of my favorite actors that has probably never really starred as a leading man in everything, Tony Todd. I love Tony Todd. Okay. Also, speaking of U.S. Uh, current events, at number five, we have Consenting Adults opening this week. Ooh. Yeah. 
At six, we get Mr. Baseball moving down the list. Glengarry Glenn Ross is on here. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns clinging on at the bottom. And that's about it. I would like to bring up one more movie-related thing, and that is the story that you told me from your work like last week. I work in a retail store. I've talked about this before. We play movies. Um, one cashier really likes to play a constant rotation of Back to the Future, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Home Alone. A solid rotation. It is. Home Alone really is only relevant two months out of the year. Yeah. I don't like seeing it in July. That's weird. Whatever. Anyways, Mrs. Doubtfire was on yet again. Not a bad thing because it's Mrs. Doubtfire. And I noticed something about Robin Williams' costume. He was wearing flannel in Southern California. He was so hip to the scene. All right, let's move into the billboard. Hot 100. Oh yeah, that's what we were doing. In the number one spot, we have... End of the Road from Boys to Men. In the number two spot, we get Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough by Patti Smith. Patty Smith. Eh. Ooh, number yeah. three, Jump Around by House of Pain. Oh, we're, we're doing a lot of around things. Yeah, also speaking of Jump Around, that would have been a really good segue into Mrs. Doubtfire. Damn it. Oh, wow. Yeah, at number four, we get Humpin' Around by Bobby Brown. That's so you're jumping, bad. you're humping, that's uh, fun. Bobby Brown, please. Womp, womp. At five, Pump closing consensual. it out, we get She's Playing Hard to Get by High Five. All right, uh, moving down the list. What else do we have? Ooh, Rhythm is a Dancer by Snap at 16 on its way up. Ooh, uh, you skipped over 14. Have you ever needed someone so bad by Def Leppard? I don't think we've ever mentioned Def Leppard. Def Leppard is more of an 80s thing. I agree, but they were still a thing. I guess they were still relevant. Mm, We've got some TLC songs on here. A lot of TLC. And... Ooh, 35, Achy Breaky Heart. Yeah, that's on its way up. Layla by Eric Clapton is on its way up. That's good, right? That's a good song. I want to end it with 41. Sure. On its way down, after its meteoric rise... Now into its fall, Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Good night, sweet prince. I think we're going to cut off music there. This is an okay week for music. Nothing, I think nothing really super special. Nothing great. Speaking of things that should be super special, let's talk about 90s news now. Obviously, by this point, I'm sure you've all seen the trailer for the new Power Rangers movie. I'm going to go first because maybe maybe we're on the same page about this. We haven't talked about this prior to recording. That trailer reminded me of the new Fantastic Four. The trailer felt the exact same. Here's a bunch of ragtag kids. Oh, there's some aliens. Now everyone has powers. Sweet. I will at least to some extent agree with that, but I will also say that I was super excited for the new Fantastic Four than I saw it. And it was trash. And now that's my concern. That is, a, that is a concern. I still have great hopes for this movie. I think there's a lot of things that they've established and that they can build on. I was a little thrown off at first when all the kids seem a little more ragtag and a little more rebellious, a little more badass than they did in their 90s incarnations. I think you see Jason busting up a car. He's he's getting in trouble. Like you see yeah. him walking towards a police like car. It. That's a little clean, weird. They're not clean cutting from Angel Grove. They're definitely from Angel Grove, but Angel Grove's a shithole. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I meant like they're not from Angel Grove. They're from, yeah. you know? It's like uh, in the 1950s. Oh, oh yeah. you're from Detroit versus now. Oh, you're from Detroit. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think there's still there's still Jason in there. Uh, at one point, you see a bully picking on Billy for arranging his pencils or some shit. But Jason stands up for him. And that's that is the Jason I want to see. He may get in trouble with the law for some reason that we don't know yet. But he's a good dude down where it counts. On a scale of one to concerned, I am six and a half. I'm only about a three. With any reboot, shit can go bad. But we've got some things working in our favor. Uh, We've got Bill Hader signed on to this. We've got Brian Cranston. We've got Elizabeth Banks. We've got a 
solid cast of actors who hopefully wouldn't sign on to shit. All right. Well, that's all we got for 90s news now. All right. Let's dive into this week's 90s spotlight. So uh, we actually, well, Chris found this on Vice, but it's interesting and it's relevant and we'd like to go through their article and a couple of related points as well. All right, so this is about CNC Music Factory, the group, the band that brought you Everybody Dance Now! Dun, 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 dun. That is one of the most memorable songs from the 90s. I'm sure it makes a ton of lists of, you know, great 90s songs. Apparently some shit went down. And shit got real. Yeah, this Vice article did a really good job. We're just gonna take bits and pieces from it and try to paint you a picture. We're gonna paste a link to the article on our Facebook page when we post the notes for this episode because I think if you want to learn more about it, it's a good read. Credit where credit is due. Yeah. In 1991, there were few musical groups hotter than CNC Music Factory. Launched into the stratosphere on the power of their breakout single, Gonna Make You Sweat, in brackets, everybody dance now. They won the 1991 Billboard Music Award for Best New Pop Artist. At the Billboard Music Awards, after performing an elaborately choreographed melody of their hits, which I imagine would be two songs, maybe, <laughs> representatives from the group, co-founder Robert Claville and David Cole, and vocalists Zelma Davis and Freedom Williams, assembled at the podium to accept their award. Shortly after this performance, William was gone. According to Claville's in 1992, Williams asked CNC to release him from their contract, from his contract, so he could launch his own solo career. They let him go, recording their sophomore LP, Anything Goes, without him. Uh, the album generated a few successful singles, although nothing that would match the massive success of Gonna Make You Sweat. Then, unfortunately, in 1995, David Cole passed away from spinal meningitis at the age of 32. After releasing a final album, 1995 CNC Music Factory, Claville's dissolved the group. That should have been the end of the story, probably. One would hope. Yeah. So since the late 90s, Everybody Dance Now and the name CNC Music Factory have been the subject of a bitter battle between the group's co-founder, Robert Claville, and the now 50-year-old Freedom Williams, who left the group shortly after CNC Music Factory's Billboard Awards appearance to pursue that solo career. Which obviously didn't go well. Not so hot. So in the late 90s, Claville received an odd piece of news from his friends. Freedom Williams, he was told, was performing solo shows across the US under the name CNC Music Factory, even though obviously he was way out of the group by then. Claville said he asked Williams to instead bill himself as Freedom Williams, formerly of CNC Music Factory, and he did for a while, but it wasn't too long before he went back to just playing under the moniker CNC Music Factory. Then without notifying Claville, Williams legally trademarked CNC Music Factory under his birth name Frederick Williams in 2005. Oh, that's where it gets real. Oh, it gets worse because in 2015 he trademarked it under his own company. So Williams has played at least 11 CNC Music Factory related shows in 2016. On his most recent tour flyers, Williams sometimes positions himself as Freedom Williams of CNC Music Factory uh, and CNC Music Factory featuring Freedom Williams. Another says Freedom Williams, the original frontman face and voice of CNC Music Factory. That's a bold face. Which is a boldface fucking lie because he was basically just a hired voice. Yeah, right? that's what it was. Um, the C and C in CNC Music Factory obviously referred to the last names of David Cole and Robert Claviles. Yep. And yeah, at best, he was part of the Music Factory and, you know, bailed when he probably thought that he could do better on his own. What a dick. Which didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I people, think that's pretty shitty. People screwing over other people in the music industry is such a big thing. So there's, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called Searching for Sugar Man and it's about this guy Sixto Rodriguez who was super super popular for a very short time and looked like he was going to be the next big thing out of Motown and if you 
don't want me to ruin it for you. Just skip ahead 15 seconds. But long story short, people thought he was dead because he just fell off the face of the map. He was apparently fucking huge in Africa. And they found him like living in this decrepit house in Detroit, working as like a on and off again handyman. Hmm. And now he tours all over the place. Like he just played Toronto like a couple weeks ago. Uh, My girlfriend's parents went to go see him. Yeah, that sounds like a good documentary. Yeah, the documentary is incredible. So check it out. Otherwise, though, Jesus. Like, this was one of the biggest bands of the early 90s, and now it's just... Or at least one of the biggest songs. I mean, you all know the song. It's going to go down It's a one-hit wonder. Yeah. But at the time, you didn't know it was a one-hit wonder. Mm -hmm. And like the article said, they had other hits. They just didn't rise to the extent that this was. This was just a perfect song for the time, and it was awesome, and it remains awesome to this time. And from... I mean, we don't know the whole story, obviously, but from what it really seems like, Freedom Williams kind of has fucked things up. It is the official opinion of Stuck in the 90s that you should not go see CNC Music Factory in concert because fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Don't give him your hard-earned dollars or (laughs) cents. Also, just so you all know, every time I announce an official opinion of the podcast, I never run it by Chris, and it's never something we've ever discussed. We've we've met up pretty pretty (laughs) eye-to-eye on these so far. (laughs) That's true. I say it when I think is generally safe, but it's still like a weird thing to say. I'm completely willing for you to make any bold face <laughs> claim you want, and then we'll see where it goes. We'll roll the dice. Sometimes you gotta roll the hard six, and uh... Speaking of bold we'll face claims... Oh, fuck. Yeah. We've been waiting for so long to talk about this on the show. So every week we have a sponsor in a sponsorship segment, which is what this is. Good start so far. Sometimes people pay us... For these spots, this week is not brought to you by the typically fictitious product it is normally brought to you by. This is brought to you by something real. Very real. Very much a part of our lives. Podcast listeners, if you're of, you know, if you're, if you're old. Squeamish? Squeamish. Faint of heart. Uh, maybe stop listening now. It was a good run. We had a good episode. See, we'll you, see next you next week. week. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, though, Chris and I have been working for a project for nearly a year now that we are about to launch within the next few weeks. It's a coloring book. It's an adult coloring book. It is a graphically adult coloring book. This is not your typical. We'll keep this brief. We'll release like a special mini episode to talk about it in more detail. If you want more information. Completely optional. The short story though is I made an off-color comment one day about adult coloring books not having adult content. Chris thought it was as funny as I did. So we made a coloring book full of penises. That's pretty much. Yeah, that's that's it. It's a a coloring book. For, with dicks. It's called Cockadoodles. It's yeah. very funny. It's, it's something else. It's very graphic. We're I don't want to say we're proud of it. I'm, I'm not. I'm both ashamed and yeah. proud of it I'm at proud, the same time. I'm proud of the work and effort and planning that went into it. I'm not proud of the hundreds of hours of penis-related research that I have done and continue to do. I am very proud of all the uh, dick puns we've made while talking to each other. Oh my god, we've had literally a year of dick jokes. And you'd think they'd be hard to come up with, but they just keep coming and coming. Anyway, this week's podcast is brought to you by Cockadoodles, a very adult activity book. There's going to be mazes and and crosswords and stuff. If you want to hear more about it, we are going to put up a little mini episode like we said. Yep. Um, Oh, one more thing. It's meant to be colored in with crayons. It's not really intricate. Like, it's meant to be a gag gift. We're going to put it up. My guess is on Indiegogo. It's done. It's 32 pages. It's just a matter of seeing how many people actually want to buy it. So maybe, you know, you need to get a Christmas gift for your weird aunt. Maybe this is what you get her. Maybe you have a friend who likes dicks. Maybe you have a friend who doesn't like dicks. This is perfect for literally 
literally anyone who's over the age of 18 for the love of fuck, please do not give this to a child. Yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah. Do not do that. No one wants to go to prison. And with that, I think, uh... Oh, we should... The podcast? What are we doing next week? I don't know. Um, Shit, we don't have the wheel. You pad for a second. I'll go get the wheel. Um, okay. Padding for a second. I might actually leave this in the show. We're doing it live. Oh, I totally think you should. Yeah, cockadoodles is messed up, actually. It's very funny. Uh, it's elicited a lot of reactions. I actually work out of a shared office space in Hamilton, and we did a screening, a soft launch, a flaccid launch, if you will. That actually went really well. People thought this was hilarious. It was all over Snapchat. It's a whole big thing. Buy our coloring book, or don't. Either decision is probably a good one. Yeah, you can't go wrong either way. Yep. I'm back. I have the wheel. Let's okay. pick what we're doing next week. Sure. As always, you can find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com, facebook.com slash stuckinthe90spodcast, Twitter, sit 90 S. Instagram stuck in the 90s podcast <laughs> and you can send us an email at stuck in the 90s podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to be a legit sponsor you can send us 10 bucks we'll plug your stuff no one has given us a tinder to plug and it is killing me oh we're serious we will plug a tinder profile also we just spent like three minutes talking about dick so we know how many we... of you listen to the show some of you are on tinder okay all right as for next week what are we going to be doing october 21st through 27th 1997 all right that is a jump ahead in time five years and for now the, the podcast, podcast is, is now, now over. over do you think people are gonna like cockadoodles i am so scared yeah me too <laughs> i hope there are i hope there are listeners next week